Danny Danko come to show you how it goes. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on High Times Radio, presented by High Times Magazine. Boom, bang! All right, welcome to episode number 98. 98 episodes of Free Weed from Danny Danko. High Times presents Free Weed. Thank you to Jacques and Winstrong for the tune. And yeah, here we are, 98 episodes in. It's unbelievable when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And <laughs> I'm, I'm really digging this weekly format. We're doing, uh, we're being consistent. Yeah. Just like we said we would. Just like we said we would. Real peaceful like. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that follow through and initiative from us. Yeah. So we got a great episode for you guys. We got uh, Darren McCarty, four time Stanley Cup champion in the National Hockey League. Uh, played for the Detroit Red Wings and actually, you know, cannabis saved his life. So he's going to talk about that. We we recorded that at the Michigan Cannabis Cup earlier in the summer. Yeah, you had to you had to rough him up a little bit, right? We he uh, got out we, of line we, and then Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I pulled his shirt up over his head. <laughs> Yeah. And just pound it away with, uh, you know, my fists. And I just let it go because it's hockey. You know, you got to let him fight. So. Yeah. Well, he ended up knocking a few of my teeth out. Yeah. He yeah. was a brawler. <laughs> He's a really interesting guy. He, was so a, he scored some goals, too, though. Yeah. Some famous goals. He was a brawler. He was, uh, you know, notorious for, you know, uh, alcohol abuse and, and uh, you know, and turned his whole life around. I mean, cannabis saved his life. He, he'll, I'll let him tell you better than I can. It's really interesting, though. Yeah. And he's like such a local legend. Uh, so being at the Michigan Cup where That's we right. recorded that was perfect. So yeah, he was a Detroit. That. He was a Detroit Red Red Wing for much of his career, uh, and won his Stanley Cups uh, there in Detroit. So you know, he's a, a, a legend of hockey, a legend of Michigan, and now a legend of cannabis. Yeah, it's all coming together. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we got some cool events coming up, too. This is looking to be quite an amazing summer for the high times world. Yeah, yeah. We, we're we doing the reggae on the river next, right? I know. It's awesome. We partnered up uh, with Reggae on the River, which is a great event in Northern California that's been going on for decades. For decades. Yeah. yeah it's like that's, a very well-respected um, event up there. Absolutely. And yeah. the, book, the, the music that they've booked is incredible, too. Uh, a lot of great, great music. Um, so we're excited about that. That's August 3rd through the 5th. Yeah, it looks really cool. And that actually is on uh, CannabisCup.com now, so you can get information there as well. And then right after that, literally the next weekend, it's uh, Alaska. Alaska Cannabis Cup. I can see Redman from my house. <laughs> That's what Sarah Palin said when she found out about this uh, Cannabis Cup in Alaska, right You know, in Wasilla, um, where she and uh, the band Portugal the Man come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that, of course, because Red Man will be playing the the Alaska Cup. That's right. Red Man and Method Man will be performing. There were a lot of things there you had to know to get that (laughs) joke. It was kind of risky. I can see Red Man from my house. (laughs) (laughs) It it worked. It worked for me. On a number uh, of levels. Yeah. But yeah, Alaska. Yeah. uh, Our first Cannabis Cup in Alaska, which is amazing, uh, because Alaska has a long, long history of cannabis. Actually, the the first place where cannabis was decriminalized in the seventies uh, was Alaska. You could possess up to an ounce back in those days of the uh, Matanuska Thunderfuck, I believe, was the the strain du jour <laughs> in those days up there. Nice short flowering indica that could handle the uh, the uh, altitudes and latitudes and longitudes and. They must have, like, really interesting electrical storms up there because there's so much thunder fucking going on, whether it's the Matanuska or the Alaska. There's just they get thunder fucked in Alaska. Wow. Yeah. Another joke that you need a certain Mm -hmm. amount of back uh, back story knowledge. But you just have to know that there's a strain called Alaskan thunderfuck. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned it right before I told the joke. That's right. Yeah. So if people want tickets to that or more information about the Alaska Cannabis Cup, uh, check out CannabisCup.com. Uh, there's more info on uh, the musical acts and, and, and where that's located in Alaska. You know, we it's also... It's on a golf course, which is exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Settlers Bay Golf Course. Yes. Looks very cool. Absolutely. And then we are going back to Michigan um, in September, September 8th through 9th is nice. the Michigan Cannabis yeah, Cup. So. I'm excited about that. This weekend, actually, Saturday, July 28th, I will be at Canacon in Boston. Uh, I'm speaking Saturday the 28th, as I mentioned. 
uh, at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston, Massachusetts. I'll be doing a, uh, a grow seminar there. Hopefully have some special guests, uh, Massachusetts-based cannabis cultivation experts. And uh, I'll also be doing a book signing for my new book, uh, which is out, the uh, grow book, Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana. Um, I'll be doing that at the Sweet Leaf Nutrients booth. That's booth number 625 on Saturday in Boston. So hopefully uh, you can come by and mention free weed, uh, p- pick yourself up a, uh, a new, one of my new grow books. And uh, yeah, check out the Sweet Leaf Newts and, and uh, we'll see. hopefully see you at Canacon. Very cool. That sounds that sounds good. We have a, a special guest right before we uh, get to the Darren McCarty interview. But before we do that, we just want to say one more time, um, if you'd like to invest in High Times, that is still a real opportunity. Yeah. You could be a stakeholder in this company, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know more about it, you can go to hightimesinvestor.com. That's right. And, you know, f- uh, for not a lot of money, you can buy shares of the magazine uh, and the media company in general obviously the magazine the the website the events which are going to be huge and, and are huge um so yeah, yeah. You, you get it all it's yeah. not really an a la carte thing you kind of you're all in for all of that events yeah. and what's magazines co- and- what's cool is they have different uh lo- different levels of investment there where you can like get free uh lifetime sus- subscriptions to the magazine and and vip uh cup tickets and all kinds of cool stuff um, depending on how much you're you're interested in investing, so check out HighTimesInvestor.com for more info. Um, there's videos there from our CEO as well explaining, uh, you know, what the benefits are of investing. So it's pretty awesome. So it is. So check that out, uh, HighTimesInvestor.com, and uh, you know what? We should bring this fella in into the studio here. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a, a new friend of ours. Yeah, our friend John Jonathan from the John O Show. So, uh, yeah, let's bring in uh, Jonathan and talk about uh, the John O Show. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Great, great. Um, uh, for people that aren't familiar, uh, tell people a little bit about the John O Show and, and uh, your your three seasons that you've done so far. Yeah, so the John O Show is a cannabis-infused cultural talk show. Uh, it started off, I was doing a vlog in season one. Season two was politics, and uh, we all know how that went during the election. And so then I said, I've really got to focus in on something. And that was when I said, you know, what's something that I'm extremely passionate about and is very relevant in terms of politics? And that wound up to be cannabis. And so I've been very fortunate. You know, the uh, the New York scene here is just amazing and open and, you know, people are so friendly and it really allowed me into just all, all aspects of the industry. I've learned so much over the several years that I've been in the industry that it, I've, I've interviewed just, uh, you know, so many unique people that are in this that, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating. Now, uh, because of, as you've spoken about before, the YouTube squash of <laughs> the WeTubers, because this was originally on, on YouTube, uh, I, I was demonetized. I was not, my channel was not removed, but the, the, that aggravated me to a point that I said, you know what, YouTube really isn't for me. First of all, my audience is tends to be a little bit older than the 17 to 20 crowd of YouTube. And uh, we're talking about, you know, educational things. We're talking about the the industry. We're not talking about, we're not just lighting up with a bong and getting high. We get high, right, right. But, but that's, you know, that's an aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? So now, uh, you know, as, you know, we see, you know, good programs, bad programs are hitting the airwaves, Amazon, uh, you know, all these different channels are coming up with content. I've been very fortunate that I've had some really amazing meetings recently. And uh, I've got a project that's going to take me international pretty soon. And uh, we've, we're filming the Jono show uh, starting very shortly. We're getting our sponsorships together and everything like that. And that's going to be, again, an educational, informative show. It's not going to be just me in front of a green screen. Now we're going to actually have real cameras, real sound, real audio. It's going to be super exciting. And on top of that, I've got the uh, the we're working with Cannabis Radio uh, Network. I hope I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do a live show uh, one day a week, and uh, that is going to be I'm calling it a circus because it is just going to be an, an outright raucous smoking event where we just <laughs> shoot the shit. 
Nice, nice. And uh, so people can check out the Jono Show, J O H N O Show dot com uh, to catch up with what you're up to. And uh, I noticed uh, you know you were looking into Amazon Prime, and uh, we also have High Times TV, which is uh, you know a place for a lot of uh, weed tubers or YouTubers who were uh, basically you know caught up in the whole YouTube purge there. Um, to host their shows at, at HighTimes.com. So if people want to check out HighTimes.com, there's a, uh, a TV button there up on the top right, and they can click on that. Uh, we got a lot of the, uh, the people there as well. So, you know, hopefully you'll consider that. And uh, Well, actually, for, for the people listening at home who may not know, what, what were the uh, YouTube purges? What are we talking about here? So uh, the story goes that YouTube hired a outside uh, third party to uh, – this was all because of that uh, Paul guy – uh, what's his name? I don't even remember it now. <laughs> Logan Paul? Yes, Logan Paul. Yeah. Yes, he uh, he did that dead body in the forest thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Logan Paul still has his channel, but many of my YouTube, uh, WeTube buddies don't. And uh, so what happened was they hired this third party to uh, go through the uh, restrictions and, and protocols of YouTube, and they really followed it to the letter. So anyone who was smoking on a channel was, was demonetized or even removed. Their so channels it originally were had nothing to do with pot it was about this logan paul guy and then pot channels got swept up well it became about you know their uh standards and practices and you know our friend jorge cervantes got caught up in that uh jolly ollie jolly ollie um you know, Dab and Granny and and Coral Reefer. All, Not Dab and Granny. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I think a lot. You know, a lot of our friends uh, who you know and and you know have millions and millions of views yeah. and we're really drawing an audience and a crowd um, to there and and re, you know providing uh, a service, teaching people about cannabis and as an alternative to you know obviously all these much more harmful things. Um, and they were all kicked off and demonetized. You may mention that as well. Yeah. Like they were, you know. You, when you get millions of views, YouTube actually sends you checks in the mail for for the ads that they run. Uh, so you know these people were helping drive all this traffic to YouTube, and then suddenly they were all just removed. So, so in off. your case, how how did you find out? How did they let you know? Uh, I got a notification that I was being demonetized, and uh, I'm very good friends with uh, Stoned Tim. Uh, I think he was actually in the office here, uh, you know, like uh, two months ago. He's a very young guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's actually uh, under. I think at that time he was under 18. I think he's 18 now, and uh, so he was smoking, and they just deleted his entire channel, right? Um, I think it's Stoned Alone. I think that's that's the channel that it used to be. And so once I knew that somebody I personally knew was removed from YouTube, I was like, no, 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 big warning signs. So I took down all of my videos. I grabbed all of my videos. I would say 90% of my videos. And uh, knowing that something bad was going to happen, right? I think for me, the, the advantage was was that the name of the show was The Jono Show. And everybody else's were somehow cannabis-related, right? So that kind of saved me from being completely removed. But... At the end of the day, you know, should a stoner really be connected to a multi, multi, mega, million dollar company? Is that is that who we are? Right. I mean, so right. th- I kind of did that thought process and I was like, you know what? This is a great sign. Maybe I should leave. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have millions and millions of followers or subscribers. Followers more like. <laughs> but, you mm-hmm. know, I... I, I knew that it was a great sign for me to kind of move on. Right. And, and that's what happened. So, you know, I've everything, I would say a curated amount of content can be found on the Jono Show now. Uh, all of the kind of raucous, unedited stuff can be found on my Patreon, right? Mm. I have that. I know you guys have a Patreon that's as right. well. Yeah, right? we just started up with that as well. That's an amazing tool. Yeah, we're looking forward to, you know, uh, participating in that and, and you know, having... Uh, that sort of interaction with listeners because you, you know you can give them special extra content and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's a, yeah. that's interesting. For um, mine, for mine, it was the unedited stuff. So it was all the stuff that was actually a little too raucous to actually put up <laughs> on YouTube anyway. You know. <laughs> Nice. So what's like an example of that? What would be too <laughs> raucous for YouTube? Oh, uh, you know, so I have a I have a friend who uh, you know you know you know you find out things about people that you know really shouldn't know, right? <laughs> so uh, you know, I happen to be a gay man, and I found out that he was an in vitro fertilization baby from Colorado. 
I may have sperm floating around somewhere in Colorado at a dispensary. Not a dispensary, but at a <laughs> <laughs> there may be there may be stuff in a dispensary too. But that that's is not, you know. <laughs> what is going on in the so dispensary? I might have, right, so I might have claimed that I might be his father, which to this day we still cannot not prove. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you're also a New Jersey resident, right? Um, I, am. I am. And uh, involved in the politics there. Tell me a little bit about, because you have some interesting insights into uh, New Jersey politics. And if people don't know, obviously New Jersey um, has a new a new governor, fairly new governor, yeah. uh, Murphy, who's, who's very pro-cannabis, yeah. uh, campaigned on it, mentioned it in his inauguration speech, and is very gung-ho on legalization of recreational use of cannabis. And um, and, and you actually have talked to some of the mayors and, and things about that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, there's the mayor of Newark, uh, uh, Ross Baraka. Uh, there's the mayor of Jersey City, which is uh, Mayor Fulop, Stephen Fulop. These guys are extremely progressive in understanding that it this 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 medicine has been used as a tool to a a social. Uh, you know, a, a tool to entrap. Well, there's obvious racial disparities right. in, in that, and here in New York City, more so than almost anywhere. I think, as far as you know, I think it's 90 percent Black and Latino yeah. arrests for cannabis here in the in the cannabis arrest capital of the world. Yeah, I am literally carrying cannabis with me at all times <laughs> and have never been stopped. Right, and right. I have friends that are stopped daily. Mm-hmm. Right. I smell just like we like they do. Right. There's no reason why I shouldn't be stopped, and they and they are stopped constantly. So, and but these mayors are on board with making changes to that. Yeah, from the social justice side of it, they completely understand it. And and look, Stephen Fulop has been very forward in saying that you know wh- there was a time when he used cannabis, and so I, I think that we are kind of progressively moving to an understanding where. Uh, both from a social justice issue, both from a health issue. I mean, look at the, you know, the, the addiction level in New Jersey uh, for these opioids is staggering. When we take a look at cannabis and the move, if you can, they have proven that if you can move somebody from opioids to cannabis, they will get their life back. That is a remarkable thing. You know, look, this isn't going away. Cannabis isn't going anywhere, right? If anything, more people, including, you know, uh, the elderly and those that are, you know, ill, they're realizing that this is a medicine that can be incredibly beneficial to them. And, you know, if if the federal government wants to blo- I am so political now. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is not really what my show is. Go with it, man. And you I like didn't it. smoke that much today yet. So <laughs> but you know, the uh, the idea that you should be able to make a choice, right? And how you yourself this is all about you know, self-determination with right. all of this, right? Mm-hmm. This this thing in the right dosage and the right, you know, strain will allow you to h- help adjust to the life and the surroundings around us, which right now is pretty darn crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, how can people uh, learn more about The John Show? Watch, uh, you know, the previous three seasons uh, to prepare themselves for the upcoming fourth season and also uh, follow you on your social media and, and that stuff. Yeah, so uh, not only do I have a hatred for YouTube, but I also have a terrible hatred for Facebook, which I do realize that Instagram is owned by Facebook and yet they somehow utilize it differently. That is where you'll find me right now. Absolutely, Instagram. You can find it at The John Show. Um, and then, of course, they can go to thejohnoshow.com to watch the curated content. And if they really if they really wanted to just light up and watch a train wreck, they can go on to Patreon and watch all the stuff unedited and watch just a, a lunatic with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Thanks. Thank you, uh, check out The John Show, you guys. And we will be back with more free weed. All right, you guys, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you want to grow. And if you really want to grow, you should get your, your hands on a BC Northern Lights grow box. You can check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. They are a beloved sponsor of the show. They make incredible grow boxes that are solid, built to last, uh, harvest a lot of weed out of, and 
you can contact them seven days a week at 888-236-1266. Check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. Be sure to tell them that the Free Weed Podcast sent you and Danny Danko sent you from here. And uh, there's special deals that they're offering for our listeners only. So check them out, bcnorthernlights.com. And thank you to them for sponsoring the show. All right, and welcome to day two of the 2018 Michigan Cannabis Cup. Uh, once again, we are doing a live free weed recording, and uh, we have a really, really special guest to talk to you today. Um, so before we get started, my name is Mike Janakis. I'm the editor-in-chief of High Times Magazine. And uh, with me to my right here is the senior cultivation editor for High Times, Danny Danko. <laughs> All right. <laughs> welcome, you guys, and uh, thank you for coming out for day two um, this is a really exciting one for me. Uh, I grew up as a big hockey fan and a hockey player as well as a kid, and, uh, and we have an amazing hockey legend on the show. <laughs> Mr. Darren McCarty, uh, he's a four-time Stanley Cup winner. There's not a lot of them out there who've won four uh, with the Detroit Red Wings, so a local, uh, local favorite, and uh, so... Uh, Darren, welcome. Thank well, you. Thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, Danny. I've, uh, um, you know, been big fans of both of yours from a distance, obviously through the magazine, but also through, um, you know, finding my relationship with this cannabis plant. Uh, you know, my story in the Detroit area, but is very public as far as uh, my fight with alcoholism and pills, and and <clears throat> this is post career and. It's a lot of things that you get into with PTSD and CTE and things that I was, you know, really got to a point um, almost three years ago. It was November 11th, 2015, where I was either going to die I had to had to quit drinking. And it was at the point where I got sick when, when I didn't drink, not when I drank. It had the total lock on my body. And luckily at the time, I had positioned myself with some of the... Night, the, the greatest people in, in my life to this day that took me and pretty much said, all right, you're done. This is called Rick Simpson's oil, and we're going to overdose you on this for a week and to get that addiction of everything out. And that's what they did. Every waking hour for about five days, they just shoved the, just grams. of. I think I was doing four grams for the first couple of days. And, and got sick and you know but it was what and and i understood why they use that and help cancer patients and how it's done amazing things so my journey now i didn't smoke till um an older age i was of the generation that you either a jock or a stoner now i had all stoner friends you know i was always in the, the culture the community i i love the essence of it i always had this relationship with nature and sort of the plant without having to use it or being able to use it because I didn't know the truth. So fast forward, got surgeries uh, after winning a couple cups, had uh, hernia surgery, uh, the Vicodins and the Percocet, all the stuff they filled you just, you know, I tell everybody the addiction is the walking, you know, walking around the walking dead in your body, you feel a lot like you're there, but you can't get it out and it's the worst thing. So. As an exit strategy back to this plant, um, it has enabled me to be free of the addiction and, and now work on, wow, what is it with this plant? I read and read and read the truth and reset my beliefs because, you know, I come from an age, I was born in 72, so I'm, we grew up with, if you told us, we believed it, you know, we had, until you gave us a reason not to. We didn't question it or anything. That's just society. Now which God bless the millennials because truth, which I seek every day is truth. And this plant is truth of anything else. That's why I'm such a proponent. Not only did it save my life, but I treat it like one of my hockey teammates and I, I stick up for it. But you know, and into that point, which is the amazing thing is really, if you live your life, if you appreciate this plant and live it like this plant, the resiliency, the patience, the process you know you can't skip you can't danny danny you talk about it in a lot of your articles and a lot of in a lot of the books that you write um 
just how important, you know, even the beginning and how to learn. And, it, and that stuff, what I tell people is that you have to build that relationship. And I think through high times is one way that I've had this relationship. So it's just letting people know, you know, the bottom line is, is the freedom of choice. It's all about choice, and that choice is out there. And I live it. Oh, that's really incredible. So, so when you were coming off alcohol, yeah. you weren't thinking necessarily about cannabis, but you had friends that were aware of... Well, I, they had told me that it was the answer, yeah. and the guys, my caregiver, uh, Brian Haas, who's called Big Haas, uh, Fenton Hydroponics, um, was the one that really, it was like, the guys, they pretty much was like, we have the SARS, so this is what it does. My wife's a nurse, explained it, and... And because it was so far, I was so far into uh, beginning liver failure and um, sickness and that, that it was, they just said, we gotta, we gotta do this. And when I say this too shall pass or just get to the other day, you gotta find those people around you. So it was through the community that, that got me healthy. The way that I am is with truth and vulnerable truth now and getting healthy is like, oh my God, you know, like I was lied to so long now, instead of being angry about it, I just got to make sure that people know that look into it. And I'm, I just want to show them direction. Hey, this is what I do. This is what me. And the best part about this, to me, and, and I was having a conversation earlier, and, and I guess it, it's not common sense or it matters, but this is what I say. As an addict, you're giving me something that I can mess around with and I can't kill myself. But it can find that if I use it properly and listen and learn, I can use it and, and actually help myself. As a human being, the CBD part of it is, is whether, you, as a human being, from a baby born, um, we see it that your system, your endocannabinoid system, it operates and, and needs it and processes it. It's people because they're, not, they're tired of being lied to. They're learning the truth and they learn that it's okay to be happy. And in this community, in this culture, it's, it, when you, the intentions are pure, it's about everybody rising to that level and pushing themselves and not dominate. It's not a dominant, like, I'm better than you. It's we're all, come on, we got to all reach up. And that's what you see. And you tell me, because you guys travel around the country or around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we've been, we've been telling people, you know, that this is a, this is a miracle plant and, and it has these capabilities. And I've been hearing this from people for many, many years, uh, but they don't listen to us. You know what I mean? It's important for people like you who, uh, you know, had a, a, a stellar career in the NHL, people that they respect, people that are veterans that, you know, come home uh, with PTSD. But, uh, but what's interesting with you is that, uh, you know, you have more than one of these things. I mean, you basically... You know, the alcohol thing was pretty much notorious at one point. I mean, it was like people were making jokes oh, and stuff. Absolutely. Even though, you know, a, a, about uh, your ability to, to drink and all of that. Um, and I'm sure as a four-time Stanley Cup winner, you couldn't buy a drink if you went out to a bar. You know, people are constantly trying to buy you drinks and things like that, um, which I'm sure, you know, doesn't make it easy. And then, uh, you know, you also had the added thing of the, the pain pills that they give you, and they'll give you as many of those as, as, as possible uh, and as many as you want, basically. Um, and, you know, having been in a, in a few brawls <laughs> on the ice, uh, uh, several hundred, as far as I know, um, if yep. you're including, like, you know, all the Junior different ups, hockey growing leagues up, the one growing up. The, ice, the ones you're talking you, how about. you learn how to fight, yeah, all those ones. So uh, you also have that, you know, the, the issue of, of, of uh, you know, uh, damage that can happen to your brain from, from having it knocked around in these, in these brawls. Um, so I think it's a unique perspective that you have and a unique voice that you have. Um, so they need to hear it from people like you. Uh, I can tell them all day. So it is important that players, um, you have other NHL players now, uh, Riley Cote. Oh, dude, um, hey, and he's, I, I call him... Um, Riley, who is uh, one of the founding members of the Athletes for Care, which I belong to, and if you saw a Dateline program a few Sundays ago, uh, Eugene Monroe, who's also a founding member of this. So it's pretty much um, athletes from different sports, whether it's football, hockey. But Riley's sort of like, I call him like sort of the, 
the little general, but you know, he always told me a great thing is that every day I wake up, I got to challenge my belief system because of what I've been told. So that's one of the things that I, that I go on. But, um, it's funny, Danny, because you, you say that and, and all those things, um, and what this plant also gives you, uh, when you go on your journey is your spirituality very much. So, um, and so to me, all that shiny stuff and all the silver lining and the the fights and the you know the mew the 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 cup winning goal the four stanley cups that's all window dressing for now what my purpose is and and i am so proud to have it is to be an advocate a voice and i just speak my truth that's the that's the glory of it if you look up anything you can't bring anything at me that i haven't already told you or I'm going to tell you, I'm an open book. And with that, it, the ups and downs, you keep, you keep getting back up. That's what the important thing is. You look at, like, I mean, you got to sit back. And, I mean, gosh, I, I'm sure you guys are big fans of Anthony Bourdain. And to hear that he had suicide. And then Kate Spade, the fashion designer. Like, it, it, it goes just, to me, it goes to show that we're all human beings. And no matter how things look... We all have to live a life. And to me, without cannabis in my life, um, in certain ways, uh, I wouldn't be here. I'd be dead. I would. I really would. So, so I owe it to this plant to, through the knowledge I gained through publications like yourselves, events like this, to be able to, you know, I don't care what it is, but I know that what I want to smoke or who's doing what or just to talk to people and just to relate because it's not over the internet. It's not FaceTime. It's not this. It's not texting. This is real stuff. This is real life. And these are the people that I love and that love me back. And uh, it's, it's awesome to be able that you guys would be able to bring this and to be a part of. And I, I thank you for that. Oh, and it, it's great to have you as an advocate for that. Um, just going back a little bit to um, <clears throat> to the period before you found cannabis, and Dan sort of alluded to it, you know, saying in Detroit you probably couldn't even buy a drink for yourself, you know, people wanting oh, to absolutely. take care of you. There's a lot of people that probably don't know just uh, how it works for an athlete. What, was drinking just a big part of the NHL lifestyle when you were a player? Well, it, no, it's. I think it's a bar, part of the Canadian lifestyle. I grew up across the, the border, and, you know, I mean... It wasn't pot around it, but it was drinking. You know, you'd be drinking at weddings or sipping, you stealing drinks when you're nine, ten with your cousins. And then I remember the first time I had, you know, got hammered. I think I was like 14. I had this mission of, you know, I, I pretty much had this direction and this this goal that I I'm one of those people that if I put my mind to it, I do it. And uh, you know, that's where I'm very now that I'm clear-headed and and in the space that I am surrounded by the people that that's that and that's the whole thing I have a wife that has nurtured me carried me through this mess you know um through the last part of it and uh now you know as you know the journey continues for us but it's it's something that's uh yeah you you go anywhere um, as an athlete, it was so easy to get caught up, but you grow up that way. You get drunk and, you know, you're drinking. And then, you know, even when you're a teenager, it's acceptable. You know, it's acceptable because it's just the way it is. So you grow into that. And even though you know, because your family history is alcoholics, and you know that your grandma always tells you, you better watch it, you better watch it. And I got it, grandma. And then you could always do because there's a fuel to the fire, right? So if you want me to be the way on the ice, you know, it's tough to turn it on and off. So I was the type that I had to go, you know, I gave you all I got, but you had to look aside a few indiscretions off the ice, right? You know, with the drinking and the gallivant and whatever else it was, as long as it came to play, because the bottom line is when the puck dropped, I did my job, you know, and that's sort of the culture. You sort of wrap it in. Now times have changed. We're talking in the nineties and this is into the pros, so that was more around. Now, to today's age, it's, everything's changed. We didn't have internet, thank God, back then, or Twitter, or Facebook, or all that stuff, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, really, because I would have been a victim of something stupid um, that would have got caught on tape. So uh, it's one of those things that, that you don't learn. And then when I did smoke pot, I just knew, I knew the first time I smoked pot that it was a connection. 
And Ricky Williams, the NFL running back, who's a part of our Athletes for Care, told me that, and, and this is why I have so much respect, because I asked him with his journey, and, and he said that, that because not many people know, but he had an ulcer because of all the Tylenol and stuff he'd taken in, in uh, college at Texas and got a hole in his stomach. So he started to smoke a pot. When he realized it, he realized that it was bigger, it was about life and it was bigger than football. So that's why he stepped away to go on that journey of to find himself. And then he was able to come back and do it his way and stuff. But uh, the respect of a man you know, really knowing him, himself and finding it in even through this plant. So it's the education and stuff like that. So so the booze is hockey. Yeah, you put hockey and booze just like, you know, uh, rock and roll and, and, and weed or, or rap and weed, you know, like that shit's just hand in hand, right? So it, it's easy to get caught up in it, but it's something that I think nowadays more as the education comes in the CBD, like, holy shit. Like, if I would have known that, like, back in the day, like, that's where Riley was smart, that he, he was ahead of the curve, like you guys, the, all, the, all you OGs in the game, the guys that knew it before, but it just wasn't, everybody else wasn't ready for it, you know? It's, it's, and I think that's where people should focus their education on now. Do you feel like um, it would have aided your career, perhaps even extended it, if you were able to use uh, cannabis to recover from injuries or games and that kind of thing? See, that's the, you know, that's the whole, yeah, I think as a, as my body, my mind, the help, but I don't know if the, the stuff, it would have, I would have been different, it would have changed me as a person a little bit in a better way, but at the time, I needed to be that way. You know, it's like the Jekyll and Hyde. So I wouldn't change it, just the fact of the accomplishments, but maybe I'm tainted because we won four cups. So the sacrifice, and, and I'm sitting here right now with you guys. So I, so sometimes the further we get away from being in the fire, it's less hot, right? So, um, but I do wish for future generations that they have the knowledge so they don't have to go through the hell that I went through for about you know, for the on and off years. I would have liked the knowledge. Knowledge is power, whether you would have used it. That's the whole thing. I just want you to have the knowledge that you have an option, whether you use it or not. I don't care if you do what you do. You know, the spirituality comes from you knowing yourself and just having that feeling of being able to take that extra time to, to just breathe. That's what it's about. It's, it's about being able to exhale and then deal with it because and then you know like if it's going to be a tough day or you got to deal with a lot of people maybe i need to smoke a little bit more sativa but then through my education and my thing i know that i can use this and it works but i can't use that that's the spirituality is you the more respect and more you want to learn about this plant it goes layers and layers and layers and that's not even getting into if you want to get into the to the sciences of it you know, we look at these shelves outside here, the display of what has been entered, and yeah, and you want to say stoners are, are lazy. They, they're, they're scientists. They're focused on what it is, and thank God we have some of these brilliant minds. Yeah, there's some incredible entries here at the, the Cup, and speaking of that, um, are you primarily um, just smoking flour? Do you like concentrates? My preference is smoking flour. I prefer to smoke blunts. Um, I just, it's just my all day everything. I carry a vape pen, I like concentrates. Uh, to me, doing doing dabs and, and stuff like that's like doing shots and smoking is like drinking beer. I like, I will do, um, I have tried all different things um, that, you know, from the tinctures to, I, I like everything. I like to, um, I but I am absolutely, the, I am adamant about know where you're getting it or who you're getting it through or you know what a reputation and stuff like that but but you can also know that his stuff's different than this stuff and when you're gonna play the edible game bro that's a whole different game even for guys like me that smoke you know a half ounce a day you know it's it doesn't it, it it's a game you got to tiptoe in and that's the most important when you find something that you like because then you can always 
dose off it. And, you know, all these stories that I hear, it's because people don't respect the plan. And I think that's, that's the, the most dangerous way. I think that people can fall out of love with this plant is if you get a bad edible dose, you'll never do it again. And it just takes you on a bad, it's like a bad acid trip. I've heard, I've never done acid, but that's what I've heard. But it's like, so when you're doing edibles, do it with people you trust and, and ease into it. It's not, a, it's not a race. And that's what I love. It's, it's not a contest who smokes the most. One of the things is we, like I'm waiting for the high times Olympics because then everybody can, show how fast they smoke and how many grams they can blow off and who can what team can smoke the most like that till then let's find out where your happy zone is and and god bless you if it's two puffs and you're there because you know how much money you can spend on other shit <laughs> right so but it's about you finding your place what uh what is your advice for someone who might now be in the grips of uh of alcohol abuse or uh a pill addiction. Well, yeah, and if, you, if you're there because it's the worst feeling, it's, it's important to ask for help or to reach out, and even if it's to walk in to a dispensary, to a one that says doctor, medical, to get answers. Find your, your guy that you know that you run into at the liquor store that's always buying the blunts. Ask him if, what, what you want. What it's, it's about if you, you have to give up you know, you have to admit that you're defeated and you want that help and you want the direction and you want that there's options and stuff like that. So it, 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 you have to first be willing to reach out because in this community, there people are so open and people are willing to help and at least give you direction. So um, that's the first thing. And the number, D Danny, no matter what it is, you have to listen. You have to respect what you're being told by the people around you. you. You gotta listen and you'll get to a point where then you can ask questions and you can get educated, but I'm always trying to get educated and I'm always trying to get smarter. And really, it's not me. I'm just a vessel of people like yourselves, people like the people around me and the people they introduce me to. So I'm just a vessel of this plant. But you're helping to spread the word and that's incredibly important. It also sounds like you personally had an excellent uh, support system around you which i'm sure helped a great deal you, you mentioned this earlier you said that like you would be dead if it wasn't for this plant and i think you know it, it's it's you you say that and people hear that but it, it's it, when when you mean it and it's the truth it's staggering for people to hear that like you're alive you're healthy you're vibrant you know you're not obliterated by pills you're not incoherent from poisonous alcohol i mean that's poison no matter how you dilute it it's poison. So, you know, and here's an alternative herb that you can grow in your garden. And, you know, the government's been lying about it all this time. You know, how many people have suffered needlessly? How much, you know, injustice has occurred because of this big lie that they have? And, you know, when I got started in this, it was really just because I thought it, it, people should be allowed to get high. And I didn't realize that some of those people are medicating themselves without even knowing it. We talked about depression earlier, too, um, and the suicides of, uh, recently of, of uh, famous people. And it's like, this is also a, you know, people are self-medicating with cannabis for depression, and they don't even know they're doing it. No, I, it just makes you feel better, and you live another day, uh, you know? Up to your point, um, there's, I, I didn't, the doctor, it's medically stated that I didn't stroke out twice because of the amount of cannabis in my system saved my life even before I quit drinking. It's, it's documented and noted. So my, and that's what I say, all I try to do is get the product into the machine. My body's the machine. I'll let the endocannabinoid system do what it does. You tell me it's going to work on my joints and pain. I need that. Boom. I'm putting that in there. You'd say me this. I just get it in. I know where it's coming from. And I let my body do the rest. And, and that's the, it's, I'm healing myself, not only mind, body, and soul from the inside out, you know, with, you said this plant that was left here, you know, it's a plant. So we're supposed to consume it in my opinion. No, it really is an incredible story, and congratulations to you for both uh, finding and accepting cannabis and also having a great support system, as you mentioned. And thank you to you for uh, using your voice to spread the word and at least uh, let 
lead people to this option. You know, it's up to them if they want to take it, but the knowledge is there, and you're helping provide it and uh, and shine and that light. So and you're living proof. And I living, mean, here yeah. you are as that, living that, proof. That's the kicker in all of it. Is is that you want to argue with me? You can do it face to face live. You know, you I'm real. It's not a story. I live it. I can combat everything. It's documented. That's the the one thing. So that is the power that my story has. That's the power that I have, and it's because of this plant. And how can people connect with you uh, online or through social media, uh, or just to keep up with what's going on with uh, with everything that you're doing? Yeah, on uh, Facebook, it's Grind Time uh, with DMAC, or you can go online to GrindTimePodcast.com. Um, if you want to check out Slots McSlotsky, that's a Facebook account. Um, that I use uh, for a lot of different things. Uh, you'll see why if you get on there. And just uh, very quickly, because we do have to go, what was that uh, organization again? It's Athletes for... Uh, Athletes for Care, the for A4C.com. Athletes for Care. Uh, yeah, it's doing some great things. Yeah, well, thank you to them for speaking out. Thank you to Darren McCarty. And uh, thank you to you guys for hanging out. Yeah, and let's hear it for four-time Stanley Cup winner, Darren McCarty. Yeah. Detroit Red Wings. Thank you all for coming out to this live free weed. We really appreciate it. All right. Welcome back. And, uh, yeah, interesting stuff there from Darren. Uh, he's lived quite a life. It really has. It was interesting. Um, you, I personally haven't met a ton of um, of athletes that have, you know, won championships and all of that. So it was, it was really cool especially to get his perspective now uh, that he's, you know, sort of out of that life and has taken on a, an entirely new uh, thing with, you know, cannabis being a big part of his life and he really wants to spread the word. It was it was inspiring. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you to Darren for, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, and now we're into the cultivation segment of the show. And because, uh, at least here in New York, it's been really hot lately. Um, so I want to talk about grow room environment. Uh, this is really important. This is the basis and the foundation of your grow room. And most people, honestly, don't pay enough attention to the environment. And by environment, basically, I mean the air, the temperature and the humidity level of your air. And, um, you know, that also includes the carbon dioxide level because plants need all of that. And uh, um, so let's uh, we'll begin with temperatures and where you want to be. Okay. Um, in general, you know, a general idea is you want to be basically between about 70 and 80 degrees in your grow space. I mean, you can go a little hotter if you're using CO2. You can go a little hotter even, you know, during veg or whatever. You don't really want to go up over 80, but you can be, you know, 78 uh, at times. But there's really a lot of times you want to be closer to 75 or 72 if you can. Um you know, plants just seem to thrive there. And once you get up to 85 or so, uh, they start to shut down. And, you know, the stomata close. And you're just not growing. You're, 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 you're paying for the lighting. You're paying for the ventilation. You're, you're doing all that. But you're not, the plant itself is not growing during that time. So you want to avoid uh, any kind of big spikes in temperature. Uh, humidity level, okay? Um, this changes over the course of, you know, the growth rates. We've done shows about humidity before, but you basically want to be between about 40 to 60%. Uh, so basically 50%. And most places are drier than that, uh, depending on where you live. Some places are wetter than that. And different, you know, times a year, um, there's different relative humidity. But, you know, early on in the growth stages, particularly, obviously, if you're cloning, you want a little bit higher humidity. Um, then, you know, during the veg time, you can have it, you know, also in the 50 to 60 range. But once you get down to flowering, you really want to get down to 40 to 50% uh, relative humidity. If it gets too dry, uh, again, you know, you're just, you're not providing your plant with the right environment. And if it gets too wet, you you are providing your plant uh, with the potential for molds and mildew and, and bud rot and all kinds of things that happen when humidity is too high. Um, so that's kind of where you want to be. So 70 to 80 uh, on temperature. Uh, I, we also have, I, obviously, we have listeners um, in countries that don't use, you know, Fahrenheit. So, uh, you know, just convert that over to Celsius. 
sense. But 70 to 80 is, is for Fahrenheit. Um, and relative humidity, you know, 40 to 60%, basically. Now, uh, most places where you're using, you know, high-intensity discharge lighting, the temperature is going to get hot. The lights are hot. The ballasts are hot. Um, and you're in, an in, you're in an enclosed space. So if you're in a tent or a grow box or a closet, you know, the, the area heats up very quickly because it's not a lot of space and you've got hot stuff in there. So the first thing you can do, the first thing you can do is reduce temperature, okay? Um, you reduce temperature by moving the ballast outside of your grow space because ballast creates a lot of heat. Um, using uh, air-cooled lighting uh, is a great way. I mean, that means that the light is enclosed, so there's a glass, uh, you know, screen uh, below your bulb that encloses the space around the bulb and then you have a fan that pulls that hot air directly off that bulb and out of your room so the heat that's generated is pulled out before it has a chance to uh, get out into the room um, so air-cooled lighting is good there's also water-cooled lighting uh, I've never used it myself I've seen it uh, it seems a little dangerous and freaky to me just because there's like you know, water flowing around your bulbs, and I don't know. I'm I'm too clumsy for that. Something <laughs> something bad would happen. Water would meet light, and explosions. I I don't know. The water cooled lighting I'm not sold on. Air cooled lighting is great. It's a great way to remove heat uh, before it becomes a problem. Uh, so that reduces heat. Everything, you know, anything that generates heat that's in the room, even even fan engines and things generate heat. Uh, in your hydroponic reservoir, the pump that you put in there the air pump and the, and, and the water pump that pumps everything that generates heat so that you know anytime you can remove anything you know heat generating items from your space you're reducing the heat level that you have to deal with um, beyond that you need air circulation so you want to move air you know plants do not like stagnant air so you want to bring in air okay low in the room then the air basically as it warms, it goes up. That's just the nature of air. You also have circulating fans moving that air around, so they're, you know, the leaves are moving around and they're not just sitting stagnantly because the air can get used up around those leaves very quickly. Um, and then you want to move that stale air once that CO2 is, is used up by the plant and the plant has, has given off the oxygen into that air. You want to remove that air. So you and you want to do that from from up high. So let's just envision a grow tent where cool air is coming in from the bottom, filtered, of course, because you don't want to be bringing in insects or anything like that. So you're bringing in cool air from the bottom. The air is moving its way up uh, past your plants where it's being you know, moved around by your oscillating fans around your leaves. So the leaves are moving around in this fresh, cool air. And then the air works its way up as it's used up and is expelled at the top from the tent by a fan that's going through a charcoal filtration to clean that air of any odor. Um, so you want that air sucking out that hot spent, that hot spent air sucking out um, by uh, a fan that's going through charcoal filtration. And so that will also cool your grow room as well. Now, uh, air conditioning. Obviously, air conditioning is very, very useful. You can't set up an air conditioner on onto a grow tent uh, but you can have the the room that that tent is in can be air conditioned. Now, if you have a grow box, you know sometimes those have everything all built in. Uh, like our sponsor, BC Northern Lights, they've got you know all the filtration and air stuff handled and filtered, uh, and all built in. So it's pulling that air out. Uh, you still may want to have an air conditioner in the room just to keep that ambient temperature low. So, uh, grow room environment beating the heat, uh, very important. Uh, often overlooked so keep your environment dialed in and you will have much more successful harvests and that is the grow tip of the week yes the heat must be defeated thank you dan that was a very uh enlightening cultivation tip what do you say we uh, we answer some questions here let's do it okay um if you have a question that you would like to uh have answered you could reach us um by email freeweed at hightimes.com you could also get us on Twitter at Danny Danko, at Mike G underscore HT. And of course, you can call us. No one's been calling us. 212 387 0500 and then extension 706. So let's dive right in here. Uh, AC writes What up, fellas? Uh, what's the best way to store and keep excess soil? Huh. 
Well, that's interesting. Um, store and keep excess soil. I would say, you know, Rubbermaid tubs uh, are pretty good. Uh, those big tubs that they have that are uh, opaque. So you want to make sure they're not the clear ones um, like you use for bedding or something like that for storage. Um, because you don't want light to get to it. You don't want moisture to get to it. You just want to keep it in its inert state until you're ready to use it. Um, if it gets wet, uh, if it gets light and wet, it, it's just going to deteriorate. It might grow algae. It might get really uh, anaerobic and funky smelling and, and and not be usable. So, you know, make sure the soil is dry. Uh, put it in an airtight container. Keep it in a cool, dark place. Um, and you can use it at your leisure. But uh, if you let water and light get to that soil, uh, it you know, the clock is ticking on when you can start using it. All right. Sounds good. Um, AC actually has a follow-up. He writes, uh, uh, Hola, Freeweed. I'm going to pre-order Danny's new book on Amazon. You wrote a book? I did. Yeah, first I, hearing of this. That's right. Uh, I'm going to pre-order Danny's new book on Amazon. Can I send you a copy uh, for an autograph from Danny and the entire podcast crew? Yes, of course. All yeah, of us. Absolutely, yeah. Just get in touch with me. Slide up into my DMs. Is that what the kids... No? Oh, that's, no. No. Don't that's inappropriate? That. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, contact <laughs> me through you know the channels and stuff, and I'll, I'll send you the... Uh, the office address and and you know send the book with a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> and uh i'll sign it and send it back i'd be happy to do that and uh yeah if you if you are buying the book like definitely buy it through my uh my link on my instagram or you know wherever my 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 twitter and my uh my facebook has a link that actually like counts towards my like author account on amazon and all that and it's also one of the perks that you get if you sign up for our Patreon is you get a signed book uh, um, at one of those levels. So, yeah, I appreciate the support. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, AC. And I also appreciate the idea of uh, us having an entire podcast crew. That sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah. All of us. All right. Uh, let's move on to Mr. Rag, who writes, uh, Hello, I've been um, recently wanting to set up my own grow at home. After doing a lot of research, I would prefer to do an all-organic grow using living soil and compost teas. While doing research, I have found that there are some people who believe that autoflower seeds should not be considered organic. And there are a few growers who also consider feminized seeds to be unnatural as well. I wanted to know what your feelings were on the subject, and also if autoflower seeds would be a good grow for a beginner such as myself. Okay. Uh, well, this is this could be a whole topic of a whole uh, uh, cultivation segment, and and may become that in the future because it's a very interesting subject. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, uh, you can grow those seeds organic. You can grow autoflowering seeds or feminized seeds organically. It's really just a matter of uh, the medium that you choose to grow them in, the nutrients that you choose to feed them with, and uh, any potential pesticides or or you know products that you choose to treat those plants with, uh, because the plant is organic at that point. Once you know, if it's if it's the seed is popped and it grows in an organic medium with an organic plant food and organic uh, you know additives and, and and any kind of organic pest control, then it's an organic plant, no matter uh, really where the seed come from. It's not uh, genetically modified or anything like that. It's not a Monsanto seed. I mean. Any of the breeding that people are doing, at least that we know about with cannabis right now, uh, doesn't involve genetical genetic modification. It just involves uh, selection and uh, certain you know techniques like selfing plants, and and it's all basic uh, genetics. Uh, but as far as feminized seeds and autoflowering seeds, I mean, basically, I consider them organic. You can grow autoflowering or feminized seeds organically by basically just keeping them in an organic medium, feeding them with organic nutrients and using organic techniques uh, as far as pest control. Th that makes them organic. And then, of course, you still want to flush them for the last you know, two weeks of growth. You still want to you know, harvest them in an appropriate manner. Uh, don't rush through it, and you're going to have an organic product, whether no matter what kind of seeds you use. All right, great. Thank you, Mr. Rag. Uh, let's move on. Do you remember last week... Um, we got a question about adding milk 
uh, to grows in order to <laughs> this, fight pests yeah, and whatnot. That's right. Uh, maybe we were a little um, too hasty with our weighing in on that, but okay. So we got an email from um, from Chad Chad Westport, and he writes uh, in regards to milk and IPM. Um, I'm not aware of any bugs it controls, but I do know that milk solutions are one of the more effective ways to destroy tobacco mosaic virus. I know you guys have heard of TMV. In short, I did a white paper on it for a tier three in Washington that had it, and the uh, he then attaches a very long excerpt which concludes that milk uh, a milk solution is effective. So he writes, uh, so my fine fellows at high times, milk is not only effective for clothing, but it is a must for scissors, watering wands, or any other instrument that comes into contact with plants infected with TMV, brooms, bins, doors, walls, you name it. So there you go. Wow. Apparently milk is is helpful. Absolutely. It sounds like it is. And I've gotten some tweets and stuff that uh, it's also effective for powdery mildew, uh, oddly enough. So I'm going to look into this and, and get back to you guys. Um, because it's quite interesting. I, it, you know, it's it's something I guess I've heard on sort of the glimpses of things as one of those uh, kind of, I guess like you know, uh, grandma remedies. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. this guy used it for the tobacco mosaic virus, and um, someone else tweeted to me about milk for powdery mildew. So uh, it's it's definitely worth looking into. And hey, it's if I'm just... wrong, I'm wrong. I, I, you know, I'm milky culpa or. <laughs> ma- ma- Mea culpa. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe get back to us and let us know. Is that do you dilute the milk? Uh, do you just spray it on directly? What What's the application process as well? Um, and you know, if this someone... is just big dairy sticking their noses in our <laughs> business. I, I'm not buying it. The white blood. <laughs> They're after us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Somebody yeah. needs a glass of milk. I wonder if almond milk or or, or one of those soy milks or something would. What would, is going would... on with there? Our refrigerator at work is just <laughs> full of almond milk. Chock full. full of it. Chock full. There's no regular milk. It's all almond milk. It's true. Chock full of nuts. So Chock full of nut milk. <laughs> <laughs> nut milk. Gross. <laughs> but seriously, why is there so much almond milk in our fridge? It's really bothering me. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, Chad Westport, our, our friend. He also says he's going to do a little call-in for the 100th episode. So we look forward to that. Let's move on. We have time for one more question because we are running a little long. Uh, This is a good one. It it sort of ties into our discussion uh, from last week about the Amsterdam Cup. This is from Mike M. He writes, "Um, I'm an outdoor commercial grower and I'm heading to Amsterdam for the first time this August. Other than Sensi Seeds, do you guys have any recommendations for people or places to check out while I'm there? Wow. That's very timely. Yeah, I was just there. Um, it was nice to be there in the summertime, by the way, too. Um, yeah, there's lots of great places. I, I, I uh, wow, I like Voyagers Coffee Shop, a uh, really good spot right there near the you know Central Station. Um, That's pre- like that owner is great. That's Danny, right? Danny, yeah, yeah Danny, yeah. and uh, uh, Predami, not far from there as well. Uh, the it's a larger space, three floors, lots of space, lots of fun things to do. Good food, good drinks, good you know vibe, good energy. So Predami, I like a lot. That's on the Herring Packer Strat, which is the Herring uh, Herring Packer Street. Uh, wow, uh, place called the Plug. Very good weed, uh, good spot. You can hang out outside and out front, uh, and open late, which is nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, there's so much gray area. I love, you know, that's always a good spot. It's a classic, classic, yeah. you know, American kind of vibe, and um, love it there. Amnesia, Barney's. I mean, I started it, started and ended my trip at Barney's uh, on this trip, which was nice. Uh, just Greenhouse is also a classic place to absolutely. go. Absolutely, green place. Bluebird. Yeah, um, there's so many great places. But also the 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 seed uh, the the museum. Yeah. Because um, if you're not just looking for for places to smoke, um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, hash marijuana hemp museum mm-hmm. and the red light is amazing. Uh, you know, the Rikes Museum, Van Gogh Museum, all, those those are great. Fondle Park in the summertime is just absolutely stunning. So take a walk through there, and yeah, tell them Danko sent you, and you want free weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell See them. what happens. It'll See, be fun for us. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Mike M. And um, uh, follow up with us. Let us know where you went and what you thought. Um, and we're a little envious. Amsterdam is a beautiful town to visit, so enjoy that. Uh, that's uh, all the questions we have. If you would like to uh, ask a question, 
um, for Dan to answer on this show. You could reach us by email. It is freeweed at hightimes.com. You could also get a hold of us on Twitter. He is at Danny Danko. I am at Mike G underscore HT. Beware of his DMs. Um, <laughs> let's take a little break and then come back and wrap it up. Hey, all right. So this is the wrap for the 98th episode of Free Weed from Danny Danko. That sounds like a lot. That's a lot of episodes, but, yeah. you know, it started in 2011. Yeah, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so, so actually, we've done very few episodes. <laughs> over that amount of time. For seven years. Yeah. But we did take a few years off. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Those were the days. Thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong. Thank you to BC Northern Lights. Thank you to Jono from The Jono Show. And, of course, four-time Stanley Cup winner Darren McCarty. Yeah. <laughs> That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to my co-host, Mike G, the editor-in-chief of High Times Magazine. Mm -hmm. And hope to see you guys at these events that we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, This is The Wrap, where we wrap it up with raw papers. Always wrap it up with raw. And uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap. Put it in the books. 